the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I mean, all of our life we've been taught that the Sabbath day is what day for us Christians? Today, Sunday. And all of our lives we've been told, what do you do on Sundays? Rest, right? And what else do you do on Sunday? Go to church, right? Most of us uh, don't do this, and some of us do this, which is great, which would include you guys here. The reality is, is that only 20% of the Chaldean community goes to Mass on Sundays. But almost 100% of the Chaldean community would claim to be Christian Catholic. So who's right and who's wrong? Today, Jesus is trying to show the Pharisees that he is the center of worship now. He's flipping their whole entire traditions and everything that they've ever known upside down. Now now he's saying, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. I am God and I am to be worshipped on the Sabbath day. It's a pretty big deal. So now he's saying, I am the center of worship, and how I say to be, how I say worship goes, goes. That's pretty, pretty big. Now, obviously, we know that for the Jews, the day of the Sabbath is a day of rest. It's the day that, you know, the Lord rested on the seventh day, making the, the whole entire world. Now, there was another part of the Sabbath day for the Jews was not just to rest, but also to worship by giving sacrifice. They would offer sacrifice. And on the Sabbath day, every Sabbath day, the priest in the temple... Now remember, what was the temple? What was going on in the temple? What was in the temple? Why would the, why would the Jews flock to the temple? They practically lived in the temple day and night. What was in the temple that was so special? What was there? God's physical presence. God's physical presence dwelt in the temple. Sometimes God's presence could be seen with a cloud, and that's how they knew. And sometimes, if they were not permitted to enter, the priest was not permitted to enter at the right time, the priest would die physically dropped to the floor if he was not ready to enter into the presence of God. That's how powerfully God's presence dwelt in the temple. So they would offer sacrifice to God and on, on Sabbath day, the priest would offer something called the bread of the presence. Catholics, what does that sound like to you? Bread of the presence. What does that sound like? The Eucharist. And this bread of the presence was a symbol of their covenant or their vow or their promise with God. They would offer this and they would say to God, God, we offer you this bread on behalf of our sins as an atonement. Here's a sacrifice that we offer you. And we're showing you, God, that we're holding our end of the covenant, our end of this relationship, this contract. We're holding our end of it. And if they didn't do this, then they were not worshiping God. There was, they could not consider themselves worshiping God. 
And if you were to pay attention to the first reading and the second reading, you see how God gives so many different qualifications. And he explains very intricately how he wants to be worshipped. So my brothers and sisters, who is right and who is wrong here to say that we don't need to go to church on Sundays to worship God, I can worship God at home, doesn't really, doesn't really work, does it? Because we're not the Lord of the Sabbath. I'm not God to say how I can worship God. Many people today say, you know, I can just sit at home and I can pray to God. I mean, my house is a house of God too, so I can just worship God. But that's not how Jesus said. That's not how God says he wants to be worshipped. He says, come to my home, come to the temple and offer sacrifice for sin. And in turn, receive what? Eternal, eternal salvation. So when we don't come to Mass on Sundays, if I don't offer sacrifice to God on behalf of my sin, I remain in sin, and if I remain in sin, then what happens? I don't have eternal life. I don't have heaven. Because, my brothers and sisters, what's even more amazing is that the minute Mass begins, this altar becomes heaven. This altar becomes literally heaven. So if Christians want to go to heaven, the only way that we can actually go to heaven is if we come to heaven. <laughs> I got to get up and I've got to come and I've got to participate in heaven. I've got to come to this Temple, I've got to offer sacrifice to God. I've got to enter into the holy of holy. And if I don't, I don't have heaven. And if I don't have heaven, where do I go? <laughs> My brothers and sisters, 80% of the Chaldean community does not know that it is a mortal sin to go to miss mass on Sundays. 80% of the community either knows that and doesn't come, which is even worse, or just doesn't know that at all. Do you know what I mean by a mortal sin? It means that missing Mass one Sunday, just one Sunday, even if you've gone the whole, your whole entire life, one Sunday is considered a mortal sin. Why? Why is it such a big deal? And what's the big deal? I missed one time, God. I, I was busy. I was on vacation. Or I had a wedding that day. Or, you know, we just had so many different... We had a birthday, and then we had, you know, an engagement, and then we had this, and then we had that. We just didn't make it. What's the big deal? I mean, doesn't God want us to be happy with our friends and our family and to do all those great things? Sure. But when we miss Mass on Sundays, essentially, essentially what we're telling God is that I don't want heaven and I don't want salvation. What you did on the cross, your sacrifice that we celebrate in this Mass is not applicable to me. I don't want it and I don't need it. You can say all you want that you love God, but your actions are showing something totally different. I can say all day long, I love you, but if I 
don't come up to any of, if I don't visit you and I don't show up to any of our dinners and if I don't show up to anything and I, and I betray you and I punch you and I hurt you and I abuse you, but I tell you I love you, my actions are not really following my words. So when I don't come to Mass on Sundays, my actions are telling God, God, you are not important. This thing that I have is more important. Your blood on the cross and your resurrection in order for me to enter heaven are not important to me. They mean nothing. So to me, I would say that's a pretty good enough reason to say that's a mortal sin. To tell Jesus that his blood means nothing and that a wedding, a soccer game, a whatever is more important than his blood on the cross is pretty big. It's a huge deal. It is the greatest offense to God to say what you did and what your son did for me to have eternal life is not important to me. Pretty big. So many people today even will say, well, I don't need to go to church because I don't like the people that are going to church. You know, everybody's going to church is just like going to church just to show off. Or, look, I, that person was in the bar the other night. Why are they in the church? You know? Well, yeah. We all need to be in church because guess what? We all need salvation. And the worse we are, the more we need salvation. The more sacrifice I need to offer to God. The more I need to be healed. The more I need heaven. Uh, the other ones are, you know, <clears throat> I, can, uh, I can stay in a relationship with God, I can love God, but I don't need to receive communion. Well, how can I love God if I'm not in communion with Him? How can I love God if I'm not in communion with Him? The only way to be in communion with God that Jesus himself said, he said, if you do not eat my flesh and you do not drink my blood, you have no life within you. So who's the Lord of the Sabbath here? Is it us or is it Jesus? Who is God in that, in that, in that whole thing? I don't need to go to church. I don't need to receive communion. Who's God there? It's us. So, is Jesus the Lord of the Sabbath, or is he not? For those of us who are coming to church on Sundays, I commend you tremendously, but it really is God's justice. We are giving God what he owes, what we owe him, which is worship. Oftentimes we look at Mass as just, you know, I've got to fulfill an obligation. But how many of us say, I need to worship God today? I want to worship God. I want to give Him everything today because I love Him with everything in me. Or many of us come just, just to check it off. I've got to go to Mass today. How many of us are coming recognizing that I need to offer my own sacrifices to the Lord? I need to offer up my pains and my sufferings on that altar. I need to come and wipe away my venial sin. I need to come and allow heaven to enter my body. Or many of us are just here, like I said, just saying the words and going through the motions because we're so used to it. It becomes routine. 
So today, my brothers and sisters, if you're here at Mass today, we need to ask ourselves, how are we keeping the rest of this day holy with the Lord? How am I keeping this day completely holy for the Lord? Now, it's not just today. I mean, yes, the Jews, they, they, they rested on the Sabbath day, but it didn't mean that they were to worship God only on Sunday. We need to continue worshiping God after Sunday or after Saturday. We need to continue bringing what we've done here at Mass into our daily lives, into our words, into our actions, into our thoughts. It's not enough to just come to Mass. Yes, we do need to come to Mass. But how do we continue living Mass when we leave? Is absolutely essential. So today, as we're here in Mass, I want us to just take one thing, one thing from Mass today that you are going to try to keep in your heart and mind the rest of the week. Whether that's from the prayers of the Mass booklet, just paying attention to prayers that maybe you never paid attention to before. Or something from the homily, something that I said. Or something even from the hymn that you heard. Something. Actively take something from the Mass today that you are going to hold in your heart. That you are going to take with you outside of Mass so that each and every day outside of this Mass is a continual worship to God. That, my brothers and sisters, is what the Sabbath day is all about. That is what worshiping God is all about. We begin here in this Mass, offering the greatest act of worship, offering Christ's body and blood to the Father. There's nothing greater than that. There is no wedding, there is no soccer game, there is no gathering that is greater than offering God Christ's death and resurrection. And you and I, my brothers and sisters, get to participate in that. We get to celebrate that today. We should be excited. We should be happy. We should be like floored, like on cloud nine, that we get to come to Mass today. That we get to receive heaven. And if we really believe that, then what really matters after that? Nothing. What people say, what people do, who've heard us, our money, what we wear, what really matters after that? Nothing. Because we can worship God. Amen? Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.